Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Car Talks with Emily Perry. My name is Emily Perry, and I'm so happy you came back for another episode. I know, I know my posting is sporadic. I like to post when I have something to say. So, you know, I'm not posting every week, not right now, you know, maybe as I find my voice more, um, you'll see me on here more often, but I definitely have a lot to say today and not just me, but a lot of people. So, um, strap in, this is going to be a good one. Um, happy new year. 2021 is coming to an end and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. Yes, I did become a Taylor Swift fan in 2021. Best decision I ever made. Um, But anyway, yes, 2022 is on the horizon. We made it. We survived another COVID year. And hopefully brighter days are ahead. Um, This episode is dedicated to 2021 and the things we've learned in this past year. Um, It's been quite a transformative year for me. And I will get into that nearing the end of the podcast because I have a lot of people who have things to say first. Um, Who you're about to hear from, these are all people I've met through all walks of life. Um, These are people I've known for 10 years. These are people I've known for three months. Um, Some of what they have to say is short and sweet. Some of them have a full story to tell you. There's so many lessons in here. A lot of them are related. You're going to hear some themes, but some of them are things you might've never thought about before. Um, and that's why I created this project and that's why I'm so excited to share it with you all. Um, I really hope you enjoy what all of these people, these role models in my life have to say. Um, so sit back, relax, and I will see you at the end. My name is Megan. Hi. I'm here to share one of the lessons I've learned from 2021. When Emily asked me to do this, I was so flattered. I think I may have shed a tear. (laughs) And then I instantly thought of a million things that I've learned in this past year. The one that stuck out to me the most would be putting myself outside of my comfort zone. In 2020, during quarantine, I rekindled an old passion of mine, photography. I went to my local parks every single day because those were the only things open. (laughs) And I took pictures for hours. I eventually ended up getting an upgraded camera and I realized how much I loved being behind the lens. Uh, When I was younger, I always had a camera before they were attached to our phones. I am aging myself here, but that's okay. (laughs) I would always be taking pictures of everything and anything and making silly videos with my friends. You know, TikTok before TikTok. (laughs) In the start of this year, I decided to open and run my own photography business. It was something that was extremely out of my comfort zone. I by no means was a businesswoman. But I had a passion for photography and I wanted to do it. So I said, fuck it. (laughs) And I did it. And I can now say that this business has given me so much more in this past year than I have ever imagined. And I am so grateful for that. 
And it all comes down to because I push myself outside of my comfort zone and I put myself in uncomfortable situations that may have been a little scary or tough, but at the end of the day ended up being amazing. I am a wedding photographer and my one goal was to get one wedding for next year. I had two solo weddings this year and I am currently booked for five. Now that is in no way a lot, but the fact that I exceeded my goals because I pushed myself outside of my comfort zone just goes to show that sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable to grow and that's okay. I want to thank Emily for asking me to come on here and share my lesson of 2021. I hope it resonated with at least somebody. <laughs> Maybe it sparked a fire in you. Um, but if not, cheers to 2022 and let's make all of our goals come true. That was an unintentional rhyme. I feel like I should say that was unintentional. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Morgan McGovern. For those that don't know me, I am very passionate about fitness, mental health, and self-love. I also really love challenging my body, mind, and soul and learning new information to do so. So with that being said, 2021 was probably my most transitional year. And when I say transitional, I mean that I learned a lot about myself in the way that I am, the environmental aspects of how I am today, and my mechanisms overall. So with this information, I was able to learn to accept myself and understand myself in its entirety. And I also learned that for most of my life, I have kept myself in this restricted space within everything my friendships, my view of myself, relationships, and my voice. All these things that I heavily restricted. The main thing that I want for myself going into 2022 is to be unapologetically me. I want to be able to use my voice to express my emotions to others, to not downplay myself. I want to be free. Free from the weight of judgment, from the opinion of others, and from my restricted inner voices. My goal is to have intuitive thoughts and to act on them without any questions asked, without fear. Ultimately, my lesson to the people listening would be to spend more time getting to know yourself. Understand your needs and your wants, and based on your needs, wants, and dreams, learn to be yourself. It sounds like a very simple thing, to do, but it can be very hard with all the external pressures of society and environment. Because the main thing society has taught us to do is to do things out of hate. To hate on ourselves and to hate on others. Now we must do the hard thing. We must do the unlearning. And we must learn to love ourselves and others instead. I firmly believe that if we can all be our most authentic, true, real selves, we can cultivate our happiness, inner peace, freedom as well as to be able to make real connections and live a life filled with love. I hope that all of you listening can learn to do this within yourselves whether it be 2021 or the years to come because it would be the most freeing and real thing you could do for yourself.
Thank you for listening to for to my 2021 lesson. Hi, my name is Lauren. I know Emily from college. I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast and can't wait to hear the rest of it. So guys, I've always loved performing, especially live. But I do struggle with stage fright. And the thing about performing live is that it starts at a certain time, it ends at a certain time, which means that when you get to that time, you don't have time to figure out a way to work through your stage fright. It's do or die right now, in the moment. Since we all graduated in the same class, we all graduated in 2020, but we didn't have a commencement ceremony because of COVID. So we finally had our commencement ceremony in October and I was asked to sing the national anthem. I was excited, but also terrified. Everyone knows the national anthem. And if you mess it up, it's like a (laughs) no-no. It's bad. When I got up to sing, I had butterflies in my stomach. I was shaking. My legs were shaking. Um, And anybody who sings knows that is such a difficult position to be in when you're shaking and you're also trying to sing. Not fun. (laughs) And then your legs lock up, your back locks up, you can't breathe properly. It's just not a good thing. And it's hard to wait for the perfect time to come because it might never come Your stage fright might not go away before it's time for you to go on stage and you just have to work with it. The thing about performing in life is that there may not be a perfect time. Just like me going on stage with stage fright, there might not be a perfect time where all the stars align in your life. But it's still happening You still got to perform. You can't wait for the right time. The right time might not ever come. The time is right now. The right time is right now when you choose to go in the direction that you want to go with your life. There may be obstacles along the way. It's not going to be perfect. But in the end, if you keep walking that path, you'll get to where you want to go. All it takes is that moment where you say, let's go right now. I'm going to make things happen for me. And you go make things happen for you. Hi world, I'm Justin Rubbertazzi. I know Emily from working with her this past year at Trader Joe's. And uh, one lesson I'd like to carry forward from 2021 to 2022 is to just keep going because you can never really see the progress you're making until you're there. Hey, (laughs) my name is Meg. I am an economics research analyst in Washington, D.C., 
and 2021 was a pretty tough year for me, (laughs) all things considered. Don't get me wrong, it was definitely better than 2020. 2020 was probably the worst year of my life, Um, but it uh, it was still really tough. I faced a lot of challenges, mostly a lot of change. Um, And I'm someone who really does not like change. I kind of fear change. I really thrive in routine and situations where things kind of stay the same. So the changes of 2021 made it really tough. I graduated college from the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia this past May. And graduating college was kind of a surreal experience for me. It was very celebratory. I was really proud of everything that I've achieved in my time at William & Mary, but it was tough because, you know, I'd never really worked before, you know? Like I've had internships over the summers and I've had part-time jobs, but I've never experienced what it's like to work a nine to five. So that transition from being a student, constantly being go, 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 right? trying to finish one class and slowly transition to the next, that was over. And I had to completely adapt to a new way of working and being on call for two economists um, where I currently work in D.C. at the Peterson Institute. So it was quite a time. Um, I will say I have learned a lot. And probably the best thing, or I guess the most important lesson that I learned in 2021 came after I graduated college. Um, And it didn't really have to do with my transition, but it had to do with the month following graduation. So like I said before, I graduated in May. And then in June, I actually took a cross-country road trip with my boyfriend and two of my best friends. We started in Midland, Virginia, and then we went through Tennessee to Nashville and Memphis, went down to Jackson, Mississippi in New Orleans, Drove up a little bit through Texas and Austin, then to New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona. We finally finished in Mesa, Arizona, and flew back um, via Phoenix International Airport to Jersey. And on that road trip, it was incredible. I had never really been out west before. Um, And the lesson that I learned from that trip was that the Park Service is truly the greatest idea I think the American government has ever had. Um, And it's something that we really need to focus on going forward in preserving our parks and preserving our country. It's beautiful. Um, On this road trip, we went to Grand Canyon, Bryce Canyon, Zion National Park, um, Carlsbad Caverns National Park, Petrified Forest, uh, and then a handful of other state parks and national monuments. Um, And as someone who had never really been to a national park before, I'd been to um, Alaska when I was in sixth grade, and I think I visited Acadia once when I was, like, really young. But parks traveling and traveling in the United States was never really a priority of my family. So seeing these parks and their magnificence, it was just spectacular. It blew my mind. Um, And I think conservation is something that a lot of Americans don't really focus on, even when we're talking about um, the climate crisis and global warming and pollution. I think conservation is something that falls adjacent to it, but isn't prioritized. We think of 
carbon emissions and things like that as priorities, which is certainly fair, right? If we don't do something like that, the world is going to heat up much more dramatically than it already is set to. But conservation should be something that I think a lot more Americans should focus on. Our country is gorgeous, it's beautiful, and if we're not careful, we're going to destroy it. Um, of course, I'm an economist, so looking from an economic perspective, it's important to preserve it for you know monetary reasons, but as a person um, and as an American, we need to preserve these parks because they're a part of our shared history. They are native land that deserve to be preserved and deserve to be celebrated. Um, and it's just spectacular. If you ever have an opportunity to go visit a national park or a state park in 2022, you should do it. It's incredible. It's awesome. You get to enjoy nature and it's very calming. It brings you a lot of peace of mind. What's your name? My name is Kyle Hoskin. And how do you know me? We work together at Kids Strong Waldwick. Love it. And what's one lesson you're bringing from 2021 into 2022? I am going to... So I, I actually had been thinking about this. Um, I used to be called a workaholic. And I thought it was because I worked a lot. And I realized that being a workaholic actually makes, means that your job defines you. And in 2022, I would rather define myself in other ways than only being an employee or working somewhere. So I would like to kind of discover myself a little bit more in 2022 on my own. I love that. And that, that is what I'm taking with me. That's awesome. Oh, good job. Yay. Hi, everyone. My name is Katie, and I currently live in southern New Jersey. Um, I'm a music therapist, recently board certified, and um, not working right now, but I do have a job lined up to start in the next month or two. Um, I went to college with Emily. She is one of my best friends in the whole world. We lived together for two years in college, but have been friends all throughout it and spent so many hours together um, throughout college. So I love her so much, and I'm really happy to be here today to talk about a lesson that I learned from 2021. Um, when she asked me this question, it was kind of hard to think about because it's been a wild year. Um, but what I came up with was that uncertainty can lead to the best experiences in life. Um, 2021 for many people was a year of unexpectedness with COVID-19 continuing to affect our lives and so many other things going on. Um, but despite that, I really think this was one of my favorite years I've ever had. Um, I learned so many lessons. I met so many people. Um, and I really will cherish this year forever. So one of the first... Um, unexpected or uncertain things that happened to me was in January. I moved across the country for seven and a half months with my boyfriend, Zach, to start a music therapy internship in Miami, Florida. So Miami is about 19 minutes, or sorry, 19 hours <laughs> from where I live uh, with my family. Um, so it was a big move, big move. Um, and uh, originally it was supposed to start back in July after I finished college, but it had gotten pushed back due to COVID and my personal health. Um, 
I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I felt like I had no idea how to do music therapy anymore because I'd been out of it for so long because of COVID. Um, I hadn't really had no experience in Miami. I also lived in a trailer with Zach, no experience doing that, but it really was one of the most cherished seven and a half months I will ever have. Um, I learned so many different things about language and food and culture and, and just meeting people and, and learning about how, um, it's okay to, to mess up as long as you try again, you don't give up, you know? And it was just such a wonderful experience. I grew as a person. Um, I grew as a music therapist and I will really cherish those things forever. So even though I had no idea what to expect about where to live, what I was going to do every day, how I was going to work with clients, it was one of the best things I'd ever done. Um, another experience, I actually had bariatric surgery about four days ago. So bariatric surgery is weight loss surgery. Um, the reason I had it was because I've struggled with my weight my entire life. Um, been through all these diets and weight loss programs and everything and none of them really worked for me. I also have type 1 diabetes, um, so that has a great inf- impact on my health already. So with this surgery, I really wanted to be able to take more control over my life, my diabetes, and my ability to be active and run around with kids and stuff like that. So I had the surgery four days ago. Uh, I'm still in some pain, but you know I am really happy I did it. I don't know what's to come in the next few months, um, but I'm very excited to just go on this journey and go with the flow. and relearn my body and all that stuff and it's going to be a great experience so there's a lot of uncertainty still to come in the next year with my new job starting and if in a population i don't necessarily have the most experience with but i'm excited to learn about um, as well as moving into an apartment and all these things so i'm very excited for what 2022 has to hold but also thankful for what 2021 has brought me thank you so much for listening bye everybody Hey, I'm Angelica. I'm a New Jersey-based wedding and elopement photographer that focuses on sustainability. 2021 was the year I went full-time with my business, Dawn Point Studios, and it was insane. And I want to share the lesson that I credit a lot of my success towards. So if you own a business or you're thinking about getting one off the ground, this lesson is especially for you guys. The most vital lesson that I learned this year was try every avenue until you find your path. Go down the road that pushes your ability and confidence where you say, oh, I don't think I'm ready for this yet. Because those are the avenues that you will grow the most. Half of the opportunities I was offered in 2021 only happened because I went down an uncertain path, because I mustered up the courage to ask the question or send out an email that no one else wanted to do, or because I put the effort to go the extra mile where no one else wanted to be bothered with. Don't underestimate anything or anyone because you do not know what will come back to benefit your life down the road. And to prove it to you, here are my favorite stories from this year for some examples. In October, I was flown out to Las Vegas, Nevada to photograph an epic elopement. And it was amazing and by far one of the best experiences I've had through my business. And you might say, oh, well, how did that couple find you since you're in New Jersey? 
Well, the answer to that is one of the partners were actually involved in a personal project of mine a year prior. So simply because I knew this guy a year before, he ended up marrying the love of his life and he thought of me, which is insane and so humbling that they chose me. I also just booked my first international elopement in Canada because of social media. I repeat, I met an amazing couple that wants me to be with them on their elopement day because of Instagram. And a bunch of other wonderful couples that I met this year was also because I had partnered with this wonderful videographer. So simply because I met this wonderful guy, I had then made connections to other wonderful people. And I kid you not, one of my favorite stories is I randomly messaged a couple in Colorado and was like, hey, I will be visiting and I really just want to photograph a couple like in the beautiful environment. And then before I knew it, I had met this couple in a state I've never been to and we had the best time on a mountaintop and got such amazing photos and I'm so happy to know them now. All of those are really great examples to show that maybe it's a post on social media that you're hesitant to make, or maybe taking the time to talk to a complete stranger, or even just being nice to people will get you insanely far and open so many doors. Don't ever paint anything black or white. You never know what post, what person, what email, what phone call will actually change your life because it all trickles down, it all ripples into amazing opportunities. And for the avenues that don't work out for you, don't worry about it. Don't ever think that those dead ends were a waste of time because they truly weren't. They were just more lessons because now you know what works and what doesn't. So I hope I encourage you guys to really put yourself out there and try every avenue you can. I wish you guys a happy new year and cheers to all the possibilities that are out there for you. Bye guys. Hi, I'm Tori DePaulo and I learned a lot of lessons in 2021, but the biggest lesson I learned was about self-love and self-respect. I've spent a lot of time in my life being insecure and feeling like I wasn't worth love or kind treatment and I worked really, really hard on that and I got myself into a position where I did feel really good about myself and confident and then I ended up in a relationship that wasn't really serving me all that much and I was constantly putting this other person above myself while still sitting there saying that I loved myself and I would make excuses for their actions because of my empathy and because of my understanding and throughout that journey it made me realize that I really didn't love myself the way I thought I did and I really didn't respect myself the way I thought I did. A lot of the times self-love is actually making really really hard decisions and walking away from things that you want and that you think are right for you when they're not. Self-love and self-respect is knowing when to walk away. It's knowing when to set firm boundaries. And it's knowing to not ask for the bare minimum and not having to repeat yourself. Like, leave at the first red flag. That is self-love. That is knowing your worth.
Hi, my name is Claire Westcott and I am 24 and I live in Northern Michigan. Um, I met Emily when we were freshmen in college and since then we've um, pretty much been through it all. <laughs> and um, I am really honored that she asked me to send in my little chat about what I learned in 2021. Uh, she really gave me no parameters, but here we go. Um, when she asked me what I learned um, this year, I had no idea what to say because I think, um, as is the case for so many people, this year has been just huge. Um, I know personally it has been a year of immense growth and has taught me so much about so many things. But I think the very biggest thing that I have learned and will be taking with me into 2022 is that it is okay for plans to change. Um, I think Emily could definitely agree with me. I don't want to put words in her mouth, but we have kind of been through this a similar um, experience the past couple of years as we went into college with a set plan of what our life was going to look like. We would um, finish college and get an internship and then get a job in the field. And um, that didn't happen. Um, COVID threw a wrench in things. And from there, things really just took a left turn. Um, and it was very hard to come to terms with that, I know for myself, because I felt like I had failed by not pursuing what I went to college for. And although I felt this sense of dread and I just felt sick to my stomach when I thought about a life pursuing this career that I had planned on doing, um, although I knew deep down that's not what I wanted anymore um, because of burnout, um, I still felt like it was a failure to not um, continue going down that path. But I came to terms with the fact that life changes all the time. It is constantly changing, constantly throwing you curveballs. And, um, and that sometimes it really just means there is a different purpose for you. Um, and I came to terms with that. And I started my own business and I am doing better than I could have ever imagined I would be. I think that as a society, there's a pressure um, to have a life plan and to pursue it and to stick with it no matter what, you can do it, push through. Um, and although it's so important to have dreams and to, to plan for the future, it is also so important to be okay with change. And to know that if things do not go the way that you had originally planned, that is okay. And it does not mean that you're a failure or you have done something wrong. Um, I think that's not something that we talk about a lot. But it's one of the biggest lessons that I have learned this year. Um, and will hopefully continue to learn because I'm not fully there yet. I still feel um, some guilt and that is okay. Um, so all that being said... Emily, if you want to take this out, that is okay, um, but I love you very much. Uh, I am so proud of you and I'm so lucky to have the chance to watch as you become the most incredible human being ever. Um, so I love you so much. I admire you. I miss you. Um, and thank you so much for asking me to send this in. Happy 2022. Bye-bye.
All right. What is your name? My name is Joe Petitella. And how do you know me? Uh, I know Emily because Emily works for Kids Strong in Waldwick. She's on the leadership team. And what is a lesson from 2021 that you're taking with you to 2022? Uh, 2021 was a very interesting year. Uh, there's a lot going on with COVID and unemployment. And I'd say the biggest lesson for me in 2021 was make sure you always continue to take care of your team. Uh, I found that a lot of companies, when they opened up after COVID, you know, a lot of them did not take care of the team in, in more ways. The, the most important ways they didn't pay their team, right? So they had a lot of valuable people. And when COVID came in, they didn't continue to pay them. And therefore, they basically laid most people off. And then when they opened back up, they didn't have anybody. And they had tried it, and they were trying to rebuild the team. And it's, number one, it's a lot more expensive. Number two, it was really hard to establish that. And uh, the most important thing I did was take any of the funds we had, even from the PP money, any money we had, and actually pay people their full salaries. Um, so we were able to have a team. I think without having a team, you have, you have nothing. Yeah. And I think that was the most valuable lesson that I will continue to take as I always have, but I think that that really made it an eye-opener for everybody else. Definitely. Leaders build team and teams build leaders. Yes. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Emily Fishkind, and I went to college with the Miss Emily Perry at Elizabethtown College. Um, she is the Phineas to my Ferb, and I'm very excited to be um, a part of this podcast project. I think it's great. Um, so something that I learned in 2021 that I am going to take with me into 2022 is probably to go with the flow. Um, in 2021, uh, I was finishing up my master's at Elizabethtown College, um, and in order to do that, um, I needed to finish two 12-week clinical rotations. Um, this could be at a hospital, it could be at a psych hospital, it could be at a pediatric outpatient place, you know, anywhere where there's a full-time OT. Um, I'm studying to be an occupational therapist, um, so that was part of what we needed in order to um, take our board certification test and um, practice as an OT. So, unfortunately, Miss COVID over here um, ruined that for a lot of people. Um, so I was supposed to do one of my rotations in between my senior year and my graduate year, um, and the other one after my graduate year, which would have made my graduation date in August. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID, my first clinical rotation that was supposed to happen in between my senior year and my graduate year um, was canceled. Um, this was very distressing to me, obviously, because um, it pushed my graduation date back, which was something that was set since um, I was a freshman in the program. Um, so it was very stressful. It was very um, scary for me to have a later um, graduation, and it was upsetting that some of my colleagues um, were going to graduate earlier um, and be able to get jobs faster because their rotations were not canceled due to COVID. It was just, you know, we were all over the place um, in terms of when our graduation was. So um, as 2021 approached and 
I began that journey of completing my clinical rotations during the summer and in the fall, um, you know, it was very stressful. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, get it done with so I could, you know, finish and be an OT. Um, and it was just, it was, I felt as though my plans had shifted, um, and I was, you know, scared of that. Um, but recently I passed my board exam. Um, I got licensed in Colorado where I'm moving with my boyfriend, um, on the first of the year, 2022. Um, and everything has kind of fallen into place. I mean, I'm now, you know, searching for jobs and I'm able to, um, you know, start doing that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm in a good place now. And I feel like being flexible with everything that happened and just going with the flow, everything will work out in the end. And that's what happened for me. Um, even though I didn't graduate in August, I graduated in December. Um, and even though it wasn't as fast uh, as I thought it would be, um, everything worked out in the end. And now I'm in the same place that I would have been in August. Um, and I'm grateful for the experiences that I had that I wouldn't have had if COVID hadn't happened. Um, so just being flexible and going with the flow and um, knowing that everything will work out in the end is something that I'm going to take into 2022 with me. Uh, so everyone have a great 2022. It's going to be a great year. Bye. Hi, I'm Becca. I've been friends with Emily for over a decade now, and I'm really glad that I get to help her with this project. Right now, I'm living in Colorado with my boyfriend, and I'm working as an elementary school music teacher. I've learned more things than I can name in 2021, but if I had to choose the most important thing, it would be learning to take care of myself constantly and unapologetically, even if it doesn't look the way that the mainstream ideas of our society think it should. As someone who has dealt with a lot of mental health issues throughout my life, and still does, it's so important for my overall well-being that I focus on what makes me feel good or what gets me through a period of not feeling good. For example, I get really overwhelmed and experience a lot of anxiety at my job, and I don't have many breaks built into my schedule. The breaks are meant to be used to plan lessons and do paperwork, and our productivity-focused culture would dictate that I work that start to finish. Most often, taking care of myself looks like forgetting that arbitrary should, in this case, the one in front of working for the full hour and instead using 15 minutes of that break to close my eyes so I can get through the rest of my day. Sometimes it looks like starting a creative project because it sounds fun, but leaving it unfinished if it doesn't feel fun anymore without feeling guilty that I should finish everything that I start. I'm letting go of how I should exercise, how I should dress, how I should eat, all of it. I have to live very closely with myself for a really long time so I have to make sure that I can trust me to take care of me and not give in to arbitrary shoulds that don't benefit me. This is definitely a lesson that is taking a lot of practice to master, but it's already showing so much payoff. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks again to Emily for asking me to be a part of this. I wish the best of luck to all of us in 2022.
Hi, my name is Danny Zanoni, and um, please don't mind if my voice sounds a little weird. I'm getting over a cold, but <clears throat> the lesson I learned in 2021, boy, there have been a few. Um, this year had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, um, and kind of the downs outweighed the ups a few more times this year um and I found myself getting stuck in a rut of oh I'm not on the same path as everyone else um my path looks different and I'm not doing the things that I'm seeing everyone else doing with their lives um and I was seeing that as a negative and I was finding it very difficult to um, get through seeing it negatively but as the year kind of has progressed um, I'm still trying to do my best with this and you know here even though it's a lesson learned you kind of still gotta work it into um, into that new mindset so I'm starting to learn and teach myself um, that it's okay that you're on a different path from everyone else. You're not supposed to be on the same path as everyone else. You are uniquely you, and you have your own passions, your own drives, um, your own pace. You don't have to be rushing to get through your life and to get things done and you know, you don't have to have everything figured out, which I absolutely do not, <laughs> and I am, you know, figuring it all out one step at a time, and, you know, you might have some of the same interests as other people, but there's always going to be those slight differences, and you're meant to do something that someone else may not be, and there's no good, bad, there's no right, wrong, it's just what's meant for you and what's meant for them. Um, and so that's been something that's been probably the biggest lesson that I've had to, to overcome and learn this year, especially. Um, but yeah, don't compare yourself to others because there's nothing to compare. Everyone is uniquely themselves, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, and you have to learn to be confident within who you are and um, make every moment that you're living count. And I think that's, you know, the basis of it all. So. Let's see what 2022 has to bring. I think it's going to be good. Hey everyone, my name is Danielle. I was fortunate enough to meet Emily this year and I'm really happy to be here to share my biggest lesson of 2021. And this is it. It's a very simple concept but something that I feel that we, we don't set the intention behind. And that is the power of making a decision. Just 
deciding on something wholeheartedly with your every part of your being and using that decision in order to do. You know, it's if you want to be something, just decide to, to be it and then you can go out and do it. Um, if you if you want something to go a certain way, a lot of the times we just need to decide that's how it's going to go. When we decide on something, we do whatever it takes to get where we where we need to go. And a lot of the times we want to talk ourselves out of it and we look for evidence that it's going to fail and we we search so much outside of the decision and we always lose sight of this actual thing just deciding to start not waiting till monday not waiting till the new year not waiting till the next month just decide to start doing it deciding to take one step deciding that your habits are going to change deciding that you are okay with not being okay deciding that you are okay with being okay you get to decide you get to take control of what you get to take control of we we need to start stop giving more power to other things and start taking the power back ourselves and a lot of the times that just starts with the d- decision to do so if we decide that we are going to do this for us and believe in ourselves, and then you know we start to affirm and we start to manifest and this is the secret behind things like affirmations and manifest manifestations it's deciding to be it it's deciding to do it knowing that you take full control of that decision that's not left for other people to decide it's not left for other people to do the work You get the decision, you get the control, you do the work, and nobody can take that from you. So going into the new year, keep it simple and just decide. Decide to do it, decide to be it, decide to love it, decide to leave it behind. You have a lot more power and a lot more control than you probably ever could imagine. So decide to use all of your potential and make something big and make something beautiful and be the most magical being that you can be. So have a happy new year. Just go out there and decide it and love it. Hi, my name is Erin McCarthy. I am a makeup artist and I live in New York City. The biggest lesson I learned in 2021 is definitely how to adapt. I don't think I would have been able to get through this past year without it. In the beginning of the year, actually the end of 2020, I had moved from my hometown, which was very rural, to Manhattan. And that was a really difficult process to kind of change my life in you know the daily routines or even culturally it's really different to live in a city when you've lived in um 
kind of the woods your whole life. <laughs> but I'm really, really grateful for all of the changes and I feel so strong after going through everything I've gone through and all things positive. My career basically exploded in the best of ways. Um, my relationship is really wonderful and thriving and yeah, I, I think I had to let go a lot of ideas I had about myself and how I'm supposed to act, what I'm supposed to do, what I'm supposed to look like, who I think I am really fell, <laughs> not fell apart, but I had to really just surrender to the process and not question it, but fully trust. And I think that's really key when it comes to adapting to something. You just have to fall into it and just trust that whatever happens is the way it's supposed to unfold. And I have to say, <laughs> thus far it's worked. I think you know, I, I didn't really have an idea on where this would all lead, but I'm I'm really happy and and um, yeah, I guess that's that's really it. Adapt, just adapting, is the biggest lesson I learned, and especially through the pandemic, um, having to not try to control things, but really go with the flow of of. The situations going on especially living in Manhattan where it's you're on top of people you kind of have to be really aware and and just flow with the nature of things so um, I think something everyone can really take with them is just that process of trusting and adapting probably very um, scattered, so I'm going to do my best to communicate this as effectively as I can. Um, this has been challenging because I was really trying to think of just like one thing um, that was like the biggest lesson this year, um, and I feel like the last two years have been like a lot of learning, but also a lot of just like we're all just doing our best, and I think sometimes it's okay not to have like the world's biggest takeaway, um, but I wanted to kind of come up with something that was both, obviously we have connected kind of in a professional standpoint in a sense, but something that I feel like I've learned both professionally and personally um, this last year. So that's kind of what I was trying to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of process my thoughts around. Um, so what I feel like I have learned this year or has been affirmed this year is just that we are as strong and as happy and as supported as the community that we sound, surround ourselves with. Um, and so I mean that in a professional standpoint, obviously with um, whether it's like people that you have on your team that you trust, that you don't feel like you have to do everything completely on your own, or if it's people that within your community, obviously for myself being an entrepreneur, still finding those people even though I am kind of just working from home all day every day and that can get lonely but finding the people that can cheer you on that can support you and that you can do the same for them and the reality of it is whether you are working in an office at a, at a job at like a company or you have your own business we are doing this like we're working 40 
ish hours a week for most of us. And so finding the people that make that enjoyable um, and that make that fun and exciting and just not a drain for you is super important. Um, and then personally as well, obviously even more important, um, I think this year has just been realizing the value of like the really, really great connections and the great people in your life um, and just trying to pay attention to who you feel the best around. Um, and so I actually heard that somewhere like pay attention to the people that you feel your best around and that you feel happy around and you feel funny around and you feel like you're having a great time around and just like genuinely pay attention to those people in your life um, that, that, that the relationship is like that. And so I think for me, just kind of entering into my late 20s, um, you're not just like surrounded by college friends or just the connections you've had most of your life all the time. Um, and sometimes it can be challenging making adult friendships and just really being aware of like, okay, who are these friends in this stage of life um, that I feel my best around um, and just fostering those relationships um, and just not, not feeling like I need to force other connections and maybe it's communities that, that I'm a part of that maybe they're acquaintances and they're great people, but not, not feeling the pressure to be like, I need to be best friends um, with everyone and just like really pouring into the relationships that I feel my best around. And I know that the people, the person I'm with also feels like their most authentic self um, that they can let, let their guard down. So I know that's kind of rambly, um, but for me this year has really all about been about relationships and just about being able to rely on and be vulnerable um, with the people around me. Um, and I think for myself, I am not the type of person that wants to be all girl boss to the top. I did this myself, self-made um, in life about anything. And so for me, this year has just been very affirming um, that life, career, life, personal, professional, it's all only as fulfilling um, as the people that you surround yourself with um, and just, yeah, the people in your corner. So I know this is a bit rambly. I hope that's at least a little bit helpful. Hello. Hi. Yes, it's Emily. I'm back. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to all of these role models in my life, these people I look up to and the things they've learned this year. Um, as much as this project is for you guys to have a new perspective, it also was for me. Um, I really greatly enjoyed putting this together, hearing what everyone had to say, getting in contact with a lot of people that as much as they're role models in my life, I've fallen guilty of, you know, losing contact with for a bit. Um, it's been such a pleasure putting this together, hearing what they have to say, learning those new perspectives, thinking about lessons that I hadn't even in the back of my mind been thinking about. Um, it's just been, it's been great. It's been stressful, but it's been great. And if you are listening and you are part of this project, thank you so, so much for taking part in it, for believing in me. Um, I know I get these crazy ideas and then I look for help and I just can't put into words how much I appreciate your support in making sure these things get done. So thank you so, so much. So what did I learn in 2021? It's a loaded question. Um, shortly after ringing in the newbie, 
new beer. What? No. Shortly after ringing in the new year, I tested positive for COVID. I ended the relationship I was in and I learned that I had a lot of healing I needed to do. Um, and by the end of 2021, I'm in a new job that I love. My brand is has taken off. It has its own website. I've gained followers. Um, I've gained clients. And overall, my mental clarity is, is there again. Um, for a long time, I lost that. And I'm finally starting to get it back. Um, I definitely still have my days. Don't get me wrong. I'm just getting out of a slump. But even my slumps now are vastly different than how they used to be. And if there's anything I learned in 2021, it's that the most, re most important relationship you will ever have in your life is the relationship you have with yourself. Um, for a very, very long time, I was living my life for other people. Um, and I think the most obvious example of that is my weight loss. Um, I like to think that I did it because I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to feel good. But realistically, I lost weight because I wanted to look good to other people. Um, and I mean, that goes back into, you know, fat phobia and it being a systemic problem and all of that. And that is a podcast for another day. But ultimately, the reason I wanted to lose weight was not for me to feel good. It was so other people would feel good around me. And that's why there was no, there was nothing that was ever good enough because ultimately it didn't matter if I thought I looked okay, which I never thought I did because I thought I still wasn't okay for other people. And that was especially true after I had been rejected by someone or lost a friendship or among many other things. Every time that happened, it felt like it rang more true that, yep, my body isn't good enough. And it didn't matter how hard I tried. It didn't matter what I put myself through. It was never good enough because I felt like I wasn't good enough for other people. When I got into a relationship during COVID, it's still COVID, but early COVID, um, it wasn't for myself. It's because I wanted to feel wanted. And this person made me feel wanted. Um, and it ultimately ended when I realized that I, I didn't want me in that moment. I didn't want to be around myself. And that's because I wasn't in a good relationship with myself. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like who I was. And I needed to take a step back and figure out who it was that I wanted to be. Who was going to satisfy me? Um, and taking that step back and making those hard, very hard um, portrayals of myself um, was the best thing I could have done in 2021. This journey I'm on to really develop this strong relationship with myself is ongoing and I still find myself, you know, getting lost in what other people think of me, playing that comparison game um, with other people and assuming what people think about me. 
I think that's probably one of the hardest things that I'm, I'm dealing with is, you know, just assuming that someone feels a certain way about me because they give me a look or they were short with me one time. Um, something I really struggle with is knowing that the way someone treats me is more of a reflection of them and not a reflection of myself. And it's, it's an ongoing lesson that I'm still learning, but the mental clarity that has come with me figuring out who I am, figuring out things I actually like, um, journaling, reading more, all of these things that had gotten lost for so long. Um, they, they found their way back to me and I'm, I'm liking that side of me. And ultimately what I'm realizing is it's bringing people into my life that I know we're going to be there for a really, really long time because they're seeing a version of me that likes myself. Um, and like I said, I still have my moments, but more often than not, I enjoy the person I am. And that's not something I could have said a year ago or two years ago. And that's a big freaking accomplishment. That's huge. And I feel so much better than I did a year ago, two years ago. And God, it just feels good to be able to say that, you know? A couple of the lessons you heard today were people, my friends, people I look up to talking about self-love, talking about making those hard decisions to better your relationship with yourself. And I can't I can't agree more. I mean, it's just so important for you to take a step back and look at the person you've become or the person you're becoming and make sure my phone just fell. My phone just fell way to ruin the moment phone. Thank you. Anyway, it's super important to be able to take a step back and like the person that you're becoming. And it's a hard look sometimes. Sometimes you take a step back and you're not, you're not enjoying that scene that you're seeing. It's not a fun one. And that's when you have to make those hard decisions. Um, you know, who do I keep in my life? What are the habits that I'm creating and are they benefiting me? Um, looking at yourself in your job, in your relationships, in everything and making sure that it best suits what you need to be your best self, to be the person that you want to be and the person that you are going to love. Because the first love you ever have in your life is the love for yourself. So you have to make sure that what you're doing suits that first above all else. And what will happen is that the people that are supposed to be in your life will support that. And they'll love that version of you too. I've still got a long way to go in this journey of becoming who I want to be, in this journey of creating a strong, beautiful relationship with myself. But I mean, the progress I've made so far has just been wonderful. Um, But I have to keep making the hard decisions. I have to keep taking those steps back, um, learning my lessons. Um, really taking a look at the people I let into my life and just keep working at it 
because it is, it's an ongoing lifetime commitment to yourself and you have to work at it every single day, but it is so, so worth it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're taking out of this a couple things that you can bring with you into 2022. Um, I'm always a Instagram message, phone call, text away. I would love to hear any lessons that you're bringing with you into 2022 um, or what you thought of, of this project and what you'd like to see more of. Please send it my way. Um, big things are coming in 2022. I can feel it, not just for me, but for you as well. Have a happy, happy new year. Stay safe, stay healthy, make good decisions, and I will see you in the new year. Bye.